This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071, Cole Krim, that's Croy and Kim Zolciak. Um, the drama continues. For a while, it was just like, yeah, they're getting divorced, or are they? But now, we were speculating that this is all just for Bravo, for Real Housewives of Atlanta, where she's making an appearance on this yeah. this season. But now it seems like that isn't the case. I don't know. And frankly, there is so much, and I wouldn't have thought that we would have spent so much time on this show talking about Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman. I don't watch the show. I mean, I kind of love the gifts and the the clips that you see of her. She's I know ridiculous. you watched a little bit of the I show sure back did, in the yeah. day. But here's the thing. This story is the gift that keeps on giving. And by that, I mean, later in the show, we're going to talk about some body cam footage that was released. I know you're like, what? Remember that 911 call? Yes. That we played a little bit of where Kim essentially says that. Um, well, actually, that was from a different event now that I mention it the body cam footage comes from the incident we talked about regarding her in the bathroom she locked herself in the bathroom he was yelling at her Mm -hmm. well we got the body cam footage on that and i'm telling you it's gonna really make you think but we're not doing that right now what we're going to talk about right now is another kim croy story that has to do with why perhaps they were motivated to stick it out together at least legally in the context of their marriage why because i saw this headline dawn Kim Zolciak and husband Croy Bierman default on credit for their Georgia McMansion and are sued to the by the bank for two hundred and seventeen thousand. Now, okay, this is what we knew was happening that they denied. Thank you. Gosh, that was a long time ago. Some of the first stories we had. So, so. We heard what well, we didn't know about this though, right? So, like, we knew about the foreclosure. Which is why we were like, okay, you guys, and in fact, we just said this yesterday, right? Like, perhaps you guys should stop fighting each other with lawyers that you're going to have to pay. Yeah. And combine forces to, I don't know, get it together so you can figure out your IRS bill to the tune of one point something million dollars. One point one million. And your foreclosure. And you won't have a place to live. Exactly. So what are but you going to do? This this is another $217,000. And what does it refer to? It's a line of credit, a home equity line of credit they got against their mortgage. Oh, that is boy. Also, that they are on the hook for now. And the reason that we just found out about this is because the company that gave them that that loan. The bank is like, hi, you're not paying this, so don't we have the lien? Like, don't they own... They get to have the house? Yeah, well, That's they, how it works. They filed a lawsuit last Wednesday seeking $213,000 plus interest plus some other blobbity blue because banks to the tune of, uh, you know, 
200 and some odd thousand. Apparently, they received a $300,000 line of credit when they bought their home mm. back in 2012 for 880000 mm-hmm. And I don't know if they were using that line of credit to like redo the home or whatever, but they got that line of credit against it. I mean, if you listen to the rumors, including rumors that Croy himself was mentioning, and stay tuned for the third hour of the show because yeah, you'll hear him say 30. it again. She, that is Kim, was spending a lot of money at the casino. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they spent that $300,000 on, but now the bank is coming for them. Oh my gosh. So, but don't they have, um, did they, they couldn't have owned the home outright or it wouldn't have been foreclosed on? No, they didn't. I mean, they like got a mortgage. They got a mortgage Mm -hmm. and they have not paid off that mortgage. Yeah, which is why it went into foreclosure. And then they also, at the time that they bought the home, got the mortgage. They then turned around and got an like home equity line of credit. So whatever they paid into the house, they put, they had a loan against that portion. Yeah, although I don't think they probably paid three hundred thousand dollars of their own money, but uh, it's just weird. How can you take out a home equity loan when you haven't paid off your house? I don't understand that because I'm not a homeowner. Look, and it's sometimes kind of like even if you were a homeowner, I don't think you'd have to understand it because I think this is the next level. This is people that are buying and selling homes that perhaps they can't afford and are living. I mean, if you have to take out a three hundred thousand dollar line of credit against a home you just bought but didn't pay cash for and you have a mortgage on, that's a risky thing. Because now not only do you owe for the mortgage, you owe the line of credit. So instead of really buying an $800,000 home, you bought a million, whatever that is, $1,000 home. And it just seems like this this is a story that's been around with these two since 2012, meaning living beyond their means. So if they couldn't pay, if they, it's a foreclosure and they also can't pay back this loan. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm in a financial one I don't know anything, right so now. I don't have answers for you. But <laughs> I, I think I'm being too logical about this. Like yeah. somebody who would never, ever do something like that. I don't see how a bank would lend them the money yeah. if they don't own the home. Like if the bank know. can potentially take it back from you because they owe more of it than you do, yeah. then how are you able to get a loan? I don't know. Okay. It's annoying. Well. Uh, and I'm sure they're like, uh, I mean, I, uh, again, I don't know, but it indicates to me the fact that they've got this home, home foreclosure. They've got this, well, it's two something. They probably negotiated a certain amount down from the 300 or they had begun to pay on it. That's likely actually, now that I think about it more okay. likely, they'd begun to pay down that home equity uh, loan, but so two hundred and some thousand dollars in that plus a foreclosed house plus. Don't forget, there's still a million plus owed to the IRS. Mm-hmm. What were these people actually spending their money on? Right, or did they not have any money to begin with? Because if right, because if they had, they since must 2012 have had, is when mm-hmm. they built the house. Why couldn't they pay it off with the money they should have been bringing in just from being celebrities? Eight hundred thousand. Like my thought is like. Just pay your house off right away as soon as you can. But that's probably logically where I am because I don't, you know, own a home. So my thoughts would be just for my own security that at least I'll have a place to live. You know, that I think kind that's of actually the normal approach. That's oh, okay. what most people who buy homes do. Right? Okay, like, like pay, pay it off as soon as you can. They pay their, <laughs> I mean, they pay their mortgage. They don't for, yeah. get foreclosed on. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, so now I'm up to speed with real finances and what people should oh, God, shouldn't don't do. Even get, I mean, so I, we are going to hear, though, just to give us a long tease at 2.30, the yeah. body cam footage about that incident. So we're going to be outside of the home with Troy talking to the Croy. cops. Croy. Troy. I just wanted to name Troy because Croy is so stupid. <laughs> Troy's footage and also her footage. Yeah, so that was released earlier today. At least I saw it through Radar Online, and I want to play for you how this went down. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, there was, Croy got locked out of the bathroom. Kim was in the bathroom. According to Kim, he raised his voice, he yelled, cops got called, the cops show up. There's two video clips I want to play. One is them, the cops talking to her, and one is the cops talking to him. And I think you're going to have opinions. Oh, I can't wait. I have not listened on purpose. who's doing what. So that'll be at 2.30. Okay. But when we come back from Kim and Croy to Baumner. What's a Baumner? <laughs> that would be Kevin Costner and Christine Baumgardner, their divorce, and what she wanted out of him. All right, so Dawn is going to give us all the latest on what Kevin Costner is going to be paying out when we come back right here on Mike. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Boulevard Auto Works. That's BLVDAutoWorks.com. Call Tom and his team right over in St. Anthony. They've been there for over four decades, helping people stay safe on the roads, driving vehicles they enjoy and they love, and frankly, continue to love because... Well, they bring their vehicles in to Tom and his team at Boulevard. That's what I do for scheduled maintenance. Or if you got a weird noise, if your car is making, maybe you're driving around town enjoying the beautiful weather with the windows rolled down and you hear something and you keep hearing it. And no matter where you go, it's still there. Mm, that doesn't sound normal. Well, here's what you do. Pick up the phone. Call Tom and his team over at Boulevard. Get on the calendar. They'll send you a reminder. You'll drop off your vehicle. One of the things I love is they have beautiful courtesy cars waiting and ready for you to go so you can get about your day while they take care of your vehicle. And then when they're done, they'll wash it. They'll explain to you everything they did. You'll love the level of service. I do. Head to blvdautoworks.com today and don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. How much will Christine get? That is Kevin Costner's ex, Christine Baumgartner. You are listening to The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk. Well, there's been a lot of conversation about this couple. Oh, yeah. Kevin Costner, did she have an affair with Taylor Sheridan, the writer of Yellowstone? Is that why he didn't want to do the show anymore? Their split has been a big deal in the media. And people were like, wow, excluding myself, how could she possibly think it's okay to ask for 248 thousand dollars a month that seemed like a lot it did but, but then he makes a lot of money he does make a lot of money and he also has several children with her yeah so then when i read into what child support you you get from it it also includes like putting a roof over the children's head which would include a house so then it made Although, much more sense yeah no it absolutely i mean look i'm always going to be here for somebody who's advocating to get as much money for their kids as humanly possible mm-hmm especially when the other person is their father. Um, But that said, it is interesting that she was fighting the prenup. Yeah, she was. And um, they did go ahead. The judge ruled that she will receive $129,755 per month. Oh, that's a little less than what she wanted. It is. It's almost half. Um, Now, Kevin's accountant said that that amount of money, $248,000 a month, was going to include... 
insinuating that it will include more than 100,000 for cosmetic procedures. Yeah. So, okay, but... You can't that's, do that. I mean, nice try, buddy, but yeah. that's not something that really... You're they're going go, oh, to go, oh, you might that. spend this on this, so yeah. we can't give you that much. Um, he's being ordered to advance Christine 200000 also for attorney fees and another 100000 in forensic costs. Uh, and they're each going to be responsible for 50% of the kids' health care expenses, plus their extracurricular activities, uh, schooling. But when you think about that she's getting that much money a month, he's actually paying for it. Look, I'm naive. I don't have kids. Yeah. I'm not in a legal marriage, according to the state of whatever. Yeah. It just seems ludicrous to me that these two incredibly privileged wealthy people could not have gotten in a room even with some friends or accountants or somebody yeah, and figured it out without charging each other, you know, <sighs> paying for lawyers, bothering the justice system. Oh, I mean, I right. know I get, I'm naive. I get it. People do this all the time. This is not unusual. It's just mind blowing to think about all of the time and resources mm-hmm. that went into coming up with a solution. They probably could have come to on their own. Yeah. It's $300,000 worth of time. That's what he has to pay her yeah. for her fees, which is probably nothing to fight him for him. Right. Exactly. I mean, to um, us, it's like you could be putting, think of what you could do with 300,000. You could have written that check to charity. Don't even we get have me a few. started. Hello, a light. Don't even get Please. me started. <laughs> The organization, yes. Yes, the yes. Wearelight.org. Yeah. Donate today. Please. Um, even if you have $3. Okay. Uh, so also, just a little tidbit here. You think, okay, this is it. There will be no more negotiation. But no, this is temporary. Wait, what? Right. So, so we're not done? This, this wasn't a final issue? No. This is a temporary order of child support. There's going to be a full hearing in the next few no, months no, where Kevin and Christine no, will present no. evidence of nope. the proper amount nope. of child support. So it could go up or down. So just temporarily, what she gets, she said, I will move out if you give me this money. And she suggested the 249 But then they redu- the judge said, no, you can have... About half, one twenty nine seven fifty five, um, until we have a real look at what you should get permanently, which also can be amended uh, if he makes less money a year or well, more sure. money. This yeah. is going to be always in court. Again, yeah, well, whatever. It <sighs> is what it is. We live in a litigious society. People love to sue. There are whole people getting in your ear going, you got to do this. This is what people do when they're like... When they've got resources like you do. Mm. And just think, I know, again, I'm naive. Think about the kids. The kids. What are the kids going to think growing up? You know? Yeah. Are they sheltered from this information? Do they go to school and they have <laughs> little kids around them? All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and Subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Who are actually and like daddy. my dad who's an six. accountant said that your mother is asking for this much money and they're like, Which I just want to play. Yeah. You know? I just want to eat my ho-hos and... Uh, another thing in this information we got, this is uh, the article is up on TMZ and on our show links page, uh, is that this is actually the ruling is tentative, but it, it has another hearing coming up. But this decision rarely changes. So the real amount is going to be decided later. But yeah. in other cases, it's like, okay, this is probably going to be around the ballpark of this amount anyway. Yeah. But you know that he's going to fight this tooth or nail because his suggestion was around $50,000 a month, which she God, that's gross. laughed it makes out me, loud It about. makes me angry, though. Doesn't that make you a little angry? Um, yeah. Like $50,000, that's what you think your kids should get? Mm. I mean, I'm so far removed from this kind of a thing. That it's so hard for me to imagine. I don't know. Like, this is rich beyond rich up here. And I don't know what it takes to live like that. No, I mean, trust. If somebody says, can you feed your kids off $50,000 a month? Of course. Right. All of us would say yes. You could live in a home. You could go on trips. You could do all sorts of amazing things. But then when you realize how much money he has, and those are his kids. Mm -hmm. And those kids are entitled to live in the manner that he does. Period. That's true. Yes. I don't know. That's my judgment. Right. I will say. It's like because there, are, you know, when you go to mom's house, it's like, oh, we have to go to the small house. <laughs> I still feel like it's a lot. Oh, it is. Of course it is. <laughs> and those kids will be fine. But they do have like. And I'm just talking like, about fairness and yeah, equity. Yes. Fairness. Right. For um, the rich and wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this is includes like extracurricular activities, yeah. private school well, tuition, to healthcare expenses. Expensive private schools. Yeah, they do. And they kind of have to be protected like that yeah. because they're celebrities. Again, so it all seems, again, we could come up with far better uses for that money. But, yeah. but I also just think those are your kids. You, They're your kids. They're your kids. So yeah. you should, yeah. Pony it up. Because yeah. if they were living with you. And you were, you know, you were raising them, you would spend that money. Right. Exactly. So we will see in the coming months, this will be an ongoing thing. Like, I guarantee you, they might come down with the overall judgment for this is the way it's going to be. But you can always, like I said, go back and amend it. If all of his roles dry up because he is has a bad reputation, (laughs) which he might not be able to get as many roles from all of this kind of stuff. You never know. Like he's going to plead like, oh, I don't make any money anymore. He will. He will. And he might purposely not work so he doesn't have to pay oh, her. That's that's a jerk move. Well, it is. But... it's affecting your kids. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's been thinking about that anyway. Uh, all right. Thank you for the update, Dawn. When we come back, we have to go from Kevin Costner to Dawn's dream interpretation. She's going to interpret your dreams when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. My talk 1071. This is your place for entertainment. Sometimes we take a little diversion and we talk about dreams. Why don't you tell me about your dream? 
I was back in high school, and I was supposed to take a test. I was making it work again. I was driving my car, and I couldn't control it. Then, I fell off a cliff with Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you know what this dream means? Dreamweaver Dawn. Dreamweaver Dawn. You want to do some dreams, Dawn? Yes, I do. Hey, listeners, you can have Dawn interpret your dream. She'll tell you how. It's this easy. You can tell them on scooching over to your dreams. That's <laughs> totally fine. So you go to mytalk1071.com, go to show pages, and then you do a little drop-down menu. It says Bradley and Dawn, and then you're, there you will find our email. I do not interpret dreams, but I will interpret your lunch bag. So oh. tell me what's in your lunch bag, and I'll tell you. How long you'll live. Okay, Dawn. Oh my God, I love that segment's that coming up next week. <laughs> Dawn, are you ready for an email from Jill? I, yes, I do. I am ready. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. I am. Fucking <laughs> AI non-response. Uh, from Jill. Dear Dawn, I dreamed last night that my wife and I took a six-month-old... Oh, took in. I was like, took? How do you... Took in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a far better thing than they yes. just took a baby. Took in a six-month-old baby. We had no baby stuff, and we kept forgetting about him and leaving. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. It's but okay. I'm not because It's a dream. It's, it's a not dream. like a real baby. Uh, and leaving him places. We weren't stressed about it, though. Okay. And the reason I'm laughing, dear listener, and Dawn will tell you this in a moment, it has nothing to do with an actual baby. No, it does not. Babies are new ideas in a dream. Um, and the fact that it's a new idea where you were not expecting it and also you did not create the baby yourself that means that you're dreaming about a new idea that you don't feel like you have ownership over and you also weren't prepared to deal with this part of your life okay but you Uh, realize it's there surprise new idea surprise new idea like oh okay so we need to do x y and z now to make money or um we thought of this thing that we need to do, but we've got to do it quickly because if we don't, I don't know, someone's going to buy that RV or (laughs) I'm just throwing in, you know, any type of thing that would be a part of creating something new that you weren't prepared for. So you have to, Jill, you have to really think within yourself and think, what is that thing that I wasn't prepared for? That's a big change in my life that's happened, but it could foster good things. I just don't feel like, I have ownership over it yet. And what's the significance of her and her wife? Um, the significance is that she is versus dreaming, just her. Okay, so since it's her partner, she's dreaming about her part. She's dreaming about herself and how she feels about the situations around her, but not about her partner. So her partner is her subconscious mind, and whenever you think of your. It represents um, a couple that's having a baby. So when you have an idea or a new thought, it has to be formed within your subconscious. So you've get your creativity is in there working around, and then when it when you actually make it come true, that's how you create things. So it's the subconscious and the conscious mind coming together to create new things. So you and your subconscious are encountering a new idea, and uh-huh. you're not sure. Yeah, and it kind of makes you feel stressed out and panicked, like mm. you're going to miss the opportunity. Hey, Jill, I hope that got you some uh, understanding. Yes. If it did, let us know. We always like to hear when people, you know, hear something that Dawn shares in their dream interpretation, and maybe it resonates. Mm, so let us right, know by right, email. Right. All right, you want to do another one? Yes, I do. Dream This one comes from Michelle, and she says, Dear Dawn, I'm not sure if this is where I send my dreams. 
Spoiler it alert, Michelle, it is. <laughs> uh, but two nights ago, I dreamed that I was pulling... Oh, God. I'm sorry. I don't read these in advance. I was pulling chunks of my hair out. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at the chunks of hair, they came out perfectly like they were extensions. Then, last night, I dreamt I had a huge bald spot. Mm-hmm. What in the world does this mean? All right, this one's a little I like deep. the two-parter. Yeah. Okay, so this is a little bit deep, but I really always love the interpretation of what hair is. Hair are your thoughts. Mm. Okay, so you are dreaming about your thoughts whenever you, in your conscious experience. So as you're awake, you are dreaming. You're having moments where you are giving a lot of information to people you're you're speaking your thoughts out into the world but then you feel like a part of you is a little bit missing when you do that so you're not keeping things to yourself yeah that's i what i believe this means michelle uh because the next part of the dream is that you have a bald spot so you're like oh i gave out all that information and maybe you have uh, i do this from time to time where i'm like god i really did say a lot you know like maybe too much so that is what you're dreaming about. But the fact that they are organized into separate pieces, I'm not quite sure what that means, but it could just mean that there are different aspects of your life where you're doing this. Like you're doing it at work, you're doing it at your son's soccer game, you're giving too much information. Whenever Michelle's you... just oversharing. <laughs> She's oversharing. Like, you go I don't into like the... those pants. It you could... know, your hair could be a little shorter. <laughs> I'm not sure that those shoes really match your look. <laughs> Like yeah. Michelle, like cool for it. instance, we went to um, uh, a grocery store slash big box store the other day, and the checkout woman gave us so many stories within one just checkout. We were like, "Whoa, that was a lot!" Like we learned all kinds of things about her family, and just in the time it took to check it. I mean, you wouldn't believe it. It would Costco. be like a book. Um, no. Trader Joe's. No, I'm not going to say. Not that this person would ever listen, but anyway, it was a lot and we couldn't <laughs> believe, like, we like that yeah. because we like to make connections with people who are willing to be nice. So we like to ask questions and probably annoy other people behind. There was no one behind us. Oh. So we had all the time in the world to go, oh my gosh, so her dad was alcoholic. Like, it was going into details like oh that. God. Like, well, she did grow up with an alcoholic father. So that's why. I mean, this was seriously. Target. Target. It was Target. Yay! This person has worked there forever, and we always go to her line to see if we can get some juicy goss. Oh my God. She's so delightful. You and I could not be more different in this regard because Uh when I go to check out, Mm -hmm. and like, have you ever, well, you don't have this experience, but I do, where I'm just like, oh, I didn't, uh, no, I'm sorry. I just wanted to check out. Oh, and, I didn't want to know anything about you. No, 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 no. It's not that I don't want to know anything, but like the like at Trader Joe's, for example, yeah. they are so good at engaging you in human conversation. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, uh, oh, you don't want to talk about how your day's going. Like, ha- have you ever like they'll say, what are you doing this weekend? And you have a full ass weekend planned. And mm. you're just like, not much. I'm just and then you out. feel like Michelle and you're like, I don't know what I want to reveal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yes, yes. Okay, let's go on to Lindsay's dream. All right, I'm in a dream tonight with a bald spot. (laughs) Lindsay says this, dear Dawn. I was visiting my mother and her husband at my aunt and uncle's house in Arizona. Uh, My mother took it upon herself to hire a neighbor to come and cut down three giant, beautiful, healthy saguaro cactus from my aunt's yard. The sun was scorching hot, and the tall saguaro had provided some shade. But now... 
The sun just beat down on this barren, empty yard. My aunt was livid with my mother. My mother was defensive, but ashamed. I told my mother I did not understand her choice to cut down these beautiful, majestic cacti. Oh, my goodness. That is so... Lindsay, that's I love your language there. You should be a poet. Um, okay, so trees are subconscious existence, which is very heady, I know. But it is the place where you're creating new ideas, okay? So that's what it it is just like almost like an upside down when you think about your subconscious. It is just the part where we are creating things and if you're not very um, self-aware, you might be doing this and you just don't know what's going on behind the scenes or within yourself, your inner thoughts. Mm. Okay. So your mother, that is your, your mother and father. Those are your inner authority. And they also are the two forces within yourself that represent creating new things because traditionally a man and a woman come together to create a baby which is a new idea so she's dreaming about her mother which is basically the place inside of her the inner authority that is sparking creativity or sparking those the place where they a new idea might come together and Lindsay, you're kind of blaming yourself for not doing the best for yourself in your conscious life so you kind of are blaming yourself for something because you took away something out of your life and you feel like that you didn't do that within your control mm-hmm. because you're kind of blaming your inner self and your inner authority for it. So very heady. That's probably the headiest one that we've talked about today. Um, but yeah, so so it also trees also connect to other minds. So it's like subconscious existence is like I have my subconscious here that some people within the dream, you know, community believe that I can connect to your mind and we can all be an influence and a force together. And you're kind of cutting yourself off from other minds Mm. to create new things. Wow. All that from cutting out a cactus. I know. Well, she's mad at herself for cutting herself off from other people. Don't be mad at yourself. Yeah. It's okay. And there's shame involved in, in all of these things, which you're putting on your mother, which is really a part of you. Your inner authority. That's you're correct. shaming your inner authority. Yeah. So you're your person that is within you that's like, I'm gonna police what you do. You're like, it's your fault that this happened. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It always comes back to you. It's all about you, dear listeners, except when it's not, like the rest of the show. Because it's not right. about you. But you get to listen. Dawn, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for those wonderful dream interpretations. Again, to remind listeners how they can engage you with your services free of Mm -hmm. charge. Yes. uh, MyTalk1071.com. Click on the show links page of Bradley and Dawn, and you'll find my email there. And some of you that I didn't get to your dreams today, I'm going to answer you privately because I felt like they were a little bit too distressing to talk about. Not the reality of them, but just the descriptions of them were a little bit too intense to read on the air because somebody might just tune in and go, oh, my gosh, why are they talking about that? You know what I'm saying? So they're. I just worry about the listening audience that might be halfway into the conversation and not know where we are. Sure. So. All right. Good to know. Hey, when we come back, speaking of distressing, we need to talk about Jonah Hill. Why? Two reasons. Neither of them are good. Mm. We'll get to that and more when we return right here on my talk. 
Keith Ventures, Bradley and Don, my talk, 107.1. There's been so many, uh, so many stories about Jonah Hill. Um, the, over the weekend, his ex-girlfriend, whose name is Sarah Brady, released a bunch of screenshots from texts that happened between her and Jonah when they were dating about a year ago. And there has been a huge response to this. There have been debates back and forth whether or not he was in the right or wrong. And it seemed a lot like from just overall, if you didn't hear the story, that he uses a lot of therapy language and weaponizes it to try to manipulate her and to say, these are my boundaries. You have to follow these rules. Boundaries are not about the other person. They're about you. Mm -hmm. It's not a way for you to control someone else. That's something that's been over and over again pointed out by his texts. Now we learn some new things about his lovely character. Yeah, we'll get back to those texts in a minute because that's what we talked about yesterday. But then during our blind item segment, which I encourage you to listen to because you're only going to get it here on The Adventures of Bradley of Dawn, an entire half hour each and every day, Monday through Friday on My Talk 1071. One of those blind items that Mike shared with us really led us on like, it took us a while to figure it out. Do you remember, mm-hmm. Dawn? Yeah. And Mike, I don't even know if you remember. Oh. I pulled it up. You oh, got it. can you give us that blind item? I certainly can. Let's make it official. Oh, All right. There is no saving the stoner comic actor from his fate. This a minusless actor with the goody goody image, though, should come out with some kind of statement in a hurry about whether he knew a bunch of underage kids were being uh, supplied with booze and sexually assaulted at his place. So we were wondering, what is this? Who is this? What is this? Mm-hmm. And then we learned that it was Jonah Hill. And the goody-goody was Justin Long. We'll get to that in a minute. But that was the blind item yesterday. Right. And we were kind of scratching our heads. We didn't know this actual story. We knew they were roommates for a while, but we didn't know what had happened. Yeah, and it seemed weird, right? Because we talked about Jonah Hill in the context of these texts. Of how mm, allegedly he was very emotionally abusive. Yeah, and so then we had this this blind item that referenced him in a different light. Well, then, after the show, beep boop pop boop beep it comes out that, in fact, Alexa Nicholas, uh, from she's from Zoe 101, mm-hmm. she s- claims that Jonah Hill kissed her without her consent when she was 16 years old. Now, she alleged this on Twitter over the weekend. I missed this story. I did not see this. Because, can we just be honest? A lot happened last week. There was a lot of celebrity news last week. We were on vacation. Well, and we were on vacation, but yeah. it was hard to keep up, right? Yeah, I so, didn't. <laughs> so on Twitter, she said that she was once at a Hollywood party hosted by Justin Long. And that the 21 Jump Street star, that is the movie 21 Jump Street starring Jonah Hill, offered her a cigarette. He'd approached her and offered her a ciggy. Nicholas claimed that when she and Hill went outside to smoke, he allegedly assaulted her instead. Jonah Hill didn't hand me the cig, which I thought was weird. And then as we walked back to the door, I asked him for it. And he said nothing but slammed me to the door and shoved his tongue down my throat. She's 16. She's literally 16 years old that this happened. She said, I was so appalled I pushed him off and ran inside. However, apparently Jonah Hill has since responded and said that this story is a complete fabrication so that fills in the blanks from the blind item Mm -hmm. you know fills it out for us to understand what this is all about Mm -hmm. this is shocking and disturbing and honestly are we surprised that at the very same time we're learning about this we're dealing with this whole other sideshow 
where a person has come out and shared that Jonah Hill, according to the text that she shared anyway, is a disgusting person. (laughs) Yes, right. And also, I wouldn't be just, let's say it is true. I just don't know why somebody would come out with this if it wasn't true. Like, what is the advantage there? And she goes on. I mean, she literally goes, you're absolutely right. No, nobody who comes out and says they were assaulted by someone named Jonah Hill. Like you, I'm just going to speak my opinion. I don't believe most people are going to create uh, things like that out of nothing. Right. Right. You're not just, can people lie? Sure. She's been telling this. Has it been proven in a court of law? I'm sure. No. Right. But I'm having a hard time believing that somebody says that when they were 16, this person did this thing if it didn't actually happen. Right. So I think Jonah Hill's going to have to do more than just say, it's this a bold-faced lie. Yeah. Like, like we're going to need some more evidence. Why? Because in addition to this story, we coincidentally happen to have a bunch of texts showing that Jonah Hill has behaved in a really gross way. Dawn, you read a bunch more texts oh, last night so that filled dumped, in the blank. She dumped like... Three times as many more texts. And by the way, explain who she is, because we're not talking about Alexa Nicholas now. We're now talking about Sarah Brady. Yeah, we're talking about Sarah Brady, who last year dated Jonah Hill last year, like for about a year. And they broke up. But what these new texts reveal. um, First, before I get into what the new texts reveal. That she is Sarah has spoken out. She is a she knows that Jonah Hill his girlfriend just had a baby and some people are like, you're just doing this because you're a jilted lover and you're jealous that he moved on with somebody. She said, um, she specifically purpose purposely waited until his girlfriend had given birth. So their baby uh, to their baby. So as not to cause undue stress while she was pregnant. She's also been sitting on this information from a standpoint of healing and to keep all of it inside was doing her more harm than letting it out, you know, because she's indeed protecting him all this time, you know, and and so people have criticized her for the timing, but it's like she's just trying to speak as a victim of a person who seems to be allegedly pretty manipulative and, and emotionally verbally abusive. and emotionally abusive. Can so, I ask a question? Yeah. So, and I'm just like, we're having this thought experiment because you said, you know, people were saying, you're just doing this, that it was timing. She was vindictive, jilted. Okay. I don't know what her motives were, but what if what she said is true or what if what she posted is correct? Mm -hmm. Then are we not to deal with that at all? Right. Like it may be uncomfortable. Sorry, sorry, it's the timing is bad for you, abuser. But is it correct or not? I think that's ultimate. Do we all feel that feeling of gross? I don't want to know these things. I mean, welcome to the Internet and to Uh the world we live in. Yeah. But now that we have that information and this is a public figure, is there some responsibility to hear more than just um, silence or. Right. Actually, I don't know if he said anything since. I don't think so, because what we talked about yesterday was, um, well, no, I don't actually remember what. No, he he hasn't said anything. The only response he's had is to release purposely. um, He does have a clothing line that makes fun of wellness. Yeah. And he released new T-shirts and merch that say 
something about being a big controller in someone's like life. I don't remember what the exact phrase was, like undeniably in total manipulative control or something like I'm not that's wrong. So I think it's probably going to happen that he's going to have to make a statement on not this, but also this that yeah, the this 16, Alexa Nicholas yes. thing when because she was 16 shoving your tongue down a 16 year old's throat against her will seems like that's going to need further comment. And other I'm than sure she told it's people a at the party after it, after it happened, her yeah. friends, they well, can corroborate the evidence. Yeah. So anyway, into these new texts, it is, I'm not going to read them to you, but just to sum them up, you can find them on her Instagram page. Um, it's it's like she's calling him on his S. So these are texts that happened after they broke up, which in the text he says, yeah, it, we did want to. She's like, well, you're date." He's like, I just want to let you know that I'm dating someone else, which she's like, OK, thanks for telling me Um so you kind of led me on for six months because I've been there for you emotionally, you know, as a partner and you've been sexting me, you know, for all this time, mm. just even two weeks ago. And you kind of gave me hope that the relationship, we could have it again. And he goes in and like she mentions, we were going to get married and have kids. And so now you're dating someone else. OK, but. Why are you going to let her know how recently you've been acting inappropriate with me? And he's like, I absolutely have not. And he's like, I have not like trying to gaslight her again, Mm. saying I didn't sext you. And so she calls him on his S and just screenshots sexting texts, which she has released that have the date on them, Mm. which was just a week before. So he tries to boldface lie and tell her you're wrong. I didn't do that. And she's like, dude, you did. Here it is. So now we see all of that, and he's just, the language he uses is so, it's just like therapy speak that just gets so deep in the weeds of telling someone how to feel. And she literally says, like, I love it when you tell me what I'm feeling when, instead of just letting me express my feelings. Yeah. It's just such a mind blank. And I will say a lot of people, I'm sure, just like, I don't care, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Watch this space, because what I can tell you is from having talked about a lot of stories like this with people like this or who exhibit similar behavior, this will not be the end of it. Meaning this story, you know, this is not a one off, I guarantee, because we now have seen the Alexa Nicholas story. I guarantee that won't be a one off if it's true. Or very likely not a one-off. Mm-hmm. Because my point is, we see these cases where people behave in this way, and it's a pattern of behavior. Mm-hmm. And it continuously happens over years. And it's probably in, connected to the fact that he's a you know superstar celebrity. Yeah. And there's a certain ego there that allows him to feel entitled and not bound by the same rules mm-hmm. the rest of us are. And therefore, I bet there are other women who are going to come forward with this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's so. really gross when someone tells you what to wear, what to post, who to be friends with, and they want to isolate you from other people. Exactly. Those are signs of abuse. All right, when we come back, the zipper merge. Oh. Everybody has lots of opinions. Nobody seems to know how to do it. We'll talk about it when we return right here on